0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm Mary Catherine Ham, your host. I'm here with my co host, Vic Mattis of the Washington Free Beacon. We got a lot going on today. We got some Jimmy Buffett talk, obviously, some hurricane talk, which actually those work together. The storm, not the drink, but whatever. We've got some corruption and some neon Dion. Football's back, baby. So we're going to get into all of that. But first, on our moderately right and moderately reliable podcast, your morning show for any hour, how's it going, Vic?
1: Mary Kathy, you got that down so pat.
0: Well, you know, I'm trying.
1: <laughs> uh, you gotta give the people a teaser. That's what that, they call it. That's that. right. No, and it's working. Uh I'm doing just fine. Had a lovely Labor Day weekend. Our friends, the Paladinos, came down from Jersey with their adorable baby Melina. We're not used to having a little kid in the house, so that was a little crazy. That's fun. They left and I'm like, why are we so exhausted? And I forgot what that's like. You yes. do you quickly because at the time you just go through them, you're like, okay, you just go through it. And then you get so used to having a little bit more you know you work your way back up to civilized life yes yes and then it's like whoa, what's happening you know but it was fine and the kids were great playing with her and everything so that was lovely i have good news and bad news is, and the good news is my my son passed the the written part of the driving test okay and uh, the bad news he is he now has a learner's permit <laughs> and so he's always asking to go for a ride and we haven't gone we haven't done the formal driving school yet because you know those cars the passenger seat, the instructor, right? I right. mean, they, they can get, they will be able to teach him properly how to do things like parallel park or whatever, and maybe take him out on the highway. But they also have the brake on the passenger mm-hmm. side in the event. It but, works better than that ghost brake
0: that parents use. That on use that anything, side, They're yeah. just stomping
1: on nothing. <laughs> uh, but we, so we have that.
0: Can he get his permit without having been through that part of the experience?
1: Uh, he yes, you get oh. the written, you take the written in Virginia, and then you get the permit. And then okay that makes sense because then you have the formal your license another to year from now right gotcha. exactly so he has that, and he's always asking us now to go driving and I'm beginning to wonder and it's fine knock on wood everything is good and and Kate does it more than I do in her car because her her 2007 lovely Highlander that's what you want
0: that's what Is you want. going
1: to be his with the various dents and stains and But I'm beginning to wonder because I used to, you know, you see this all around here, and I'm curious if listeners in all parts of the country are seeing this as well, or is it just around here? So many cars with the bumper sticker saying, please be patient, student driver. And before my son was eligible to drive, I found those so annoying because I think to myself, it's like a total, I don't know, helicopter parent move because when we grew up, and I'm from, you know, Jersey, if I put that, if that was on my bumper sticker, number one, it would get defaced. Right. And number two, I would probably You'd get probably, defaced. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, no, it would be merciless. Or you
0: would have done the defacing.
1: Yes. No, yeah. I, we would have been merciless towards people like that. And yet I'm wondering now, especially in this town and you got the Beltway traffic and everything else. I'm like, do we need to do that just to take a little bit of the edge off? I don't know. What do you think? Do you know what I'm talking so about? So I, you I see appreciate. It every-
0: yeah, no, I do see them. And I appreciate seeing them as another driver because I instantly register. OK, that's what's going on there. Right. Because a up. lot of <laughs> like don't get so frustrated with this person. So I appreciate seeing right. it. What is your maybe, malfunction? Maybe there's a symbol that new drivers could adopt versus
1: something so explicit. <laughs>
0: right. That would be a, feel a little more grown up. Right. You it's know,
1: embarrassing. And I, I hope like it's a, a
0: fingers crossed emoji.
1: Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. I just we're hope, I we're just, trying. I hope it's a magnet because stickers. I don't know anyone who does stickers anymore. You do the stickers thing.
0: No, oh, I don't do that. It's a pain.
1: you got to be committed. you got to be committed. I just had
0: my car detailed recently. I don't do stickers or there. Oh, no, you know. No, I do no. have a... Do, you I do have, have a sticker? L- I do have a license plate frame that says oh, okay. University of Georgia National Champions 2021. I do have that. Oh. It isn't updated. Did you updated. get updated It, it oh, is not a, updated for back-to-back yet. Oh, I should put one gosh. on the front and the back, one from yeah. each... Yeah. championship for the University of Georgia. Mine says days.
1: Georgetown Hoy is That's it. That's all it says. <laughs> it actually does. We won Boy, some stuff. You saw, Patrick, you yes, played here. Yes. In your grandfather's era. <laughs> how are you? Uh, and I, how I'm, was your Liberty weekend?
0: I'm good. I had a great weekend. We had some fantastic pool days. And to your point about oh, yeah. tiny children, I took my toddler uh-huh. to a friend's pool, friend's community pool. Oh. So there a lot of kids running around. My older kids had to fantastic time just like perfect bet. it's
1: a perfect end of
0: the pool that. season oh. i will not concede end of summer it's not the end of summer until late september end of pool season day for them the toddler who at the beginning of the season was scared of water and wouldn't put her feet in it is now not scared very very not scared and by that i it's mean the opposite problem we were running start flopping into whatever depth of water was in front of her didn't matter and now i i was on the spot the other two kids are totally fine i don't really have to hover with them right the other two
1: kids swim right they're they're,
0: they're good to go That's right. so that well, gives them. me That's right gives me yeah. the the space to do this but i it was like i worked out for three hours at the pool because i was just catching and jumping out of the pool and running and then helping a baby up onto the side of the pool and then running again and Running through the water sometimes and diving in the water, and I was so it must
1: be because the toddler sees her sisters and saying, "Oh, if they're in it, I got to be in it now too." Right? I think
0: she just doesn't have a lot of fear. The nice thing about her <laughs> is that she does seem to understand how to swim without me having taught her. So when she hits the water, she's on her tummy and she's kicking those legs oh, and she's instincts. moving those she's feet. She's got
1: the instincts, yeah. and she
0: goes toward the wall. She knows where the wall is, mm-hmm. and she can all most get herself out of the pool by herself which is a move for a not quite two-year-old so I was telling Steve I was like I wish it weren't this late in pool season because we could probably get her swimming within a couple days if we spent a couple hours worth with her in the in the pool but whatever she'll lose it all over the winter anyway but so we had a nice time with that wonderful sent the big kids out free-ranging in the neighborhood because this isn't we're trying to get them to make friends 90s style and like we don't we don't want to do all the playdates we want you to go out and find the children right and they just got. I love old how
1: enough. that's not in yes 90s 80s and 70s I, style. I know.
0: So we try to get them out in the neighborhood, yeah. and we've told them where the safe places are to cross. There's a large street that they have just become able to cross, and I sent them out, and they have these little dumb dumb phone watches that just they're they're able to contact their parents. That's really all it's there for. I that's in, great. Yes, it's nice. I intend for them to go out and not be in touch with me, my helicopter <laughs> children must call me every seven minutes. To let you know. But let me just give you the, the news flash that they gave me on one of these calls. I went through the neighborhood and I get a, another call on my phone while I'm cooking food and I go, hi, sweetie, what's up? And she's like, Ma, we're just calling to tell you something awesome that happened. Riley and Kellen introduced us to a toad. His name is Peepy. His name is Peepy because he pees a lot. And I was like, Honestly, that's a great story. Thank you for calling. There is no other reason you should call me other than that reason. Thank you.
1: That is a great name. I feel hashtag for, blessed. Well, yes, and I was I was concerned. I thought you were going to tell me the uh, the name was Pepe the Frog.
0: I <laughs> no, was like, not well, okay, to be confused we're getting, with. We're
1: getting deep in the, we're, we're getting deep in it now.
0: Not to be confused with. This is, so this yes. is
1: Peepy the Toad.
0: My helicopter children are doing well. Right. Anyway, let's go to the news, shall we? Let's do. It. Some sad news this week. Jimmy oh. Buffett. Jimmy Buffett passed away at the age of 76 of, it looks like a rare skin cancer. Yeah, he it was, was
1: a pretty aggressive, but
0: yeah, spent w- a lot of time in the summer. Tr- true. He was in Sag Harbor, New York. Which his One of his homes was there. The New York oh. Times says Mr. Buffett's 1970s hits like Margaritaville and Cheeseburger in Paradise which mingled country rock with bits of Calypso melodies and had wry lyrics about the carefree life of boating and loafing at beachside bars made him a cult hero on a huge scale. I love to hear Jimmy Buffett described in these sanitized yes. sort of yeah. proper verbiage of yeah, the, New the New York, York Times. <laughs>
1: that is a way to put it.
0: That is a way to put it. You know, I this is sad and it's sad partly because in the morning of Jimmy Buffett, I have discovered that here at home, in my work circles, in my friend circles, Jimmy Buffett seemingly universally loved and known about and celebrated almost we'll get to that in a second okay (laughs) yes
1: okay no yeah i wasn't sure if you were suggesting that uh that more people should or should not
0: no no, no. i i think he is
1: well you would think again as you were saying seemingly because what did i stumble across (laughs) you can you
0: you want to read us i'll just read it i'll (laughs) just read
1: it okay so what am i getting at what is this all this this chaos and confusion Regarding Jimmy Buffett, and that is because Richard Hanania, who is a I think you would call him a Tradcon and a conservative, and recently, of course, added as having written under a pseudonym for various white supremacist uh, oh, there you go. outlets, he couldn't resist and said on Twitter <laughs> Jimmy Buffett Jimmy Buffett taught Americans to hate their jobs and live for nights and weekends so they could stuff themselves with food and alcohol. But pride and work is what gives Americans purpose and explains our success. Deaths of despair may be considered part of his cultural legacy.
0: Yeah, that's a take.
1: I loved the comments which were either you must be great at parties or I'm sorry you were never invited to parties. Yes. You get the sense that maybe... He hasn't listened to the entire Jimmy Buffett oeuvre. Probably listened to Margaritaville, mm-hmm. Wasting Away, Up, oh, Wasting Away, and Cheeseburger in Paradise. Oh, all he wants to do is eat a cheeseburger right. in paradise. That's enough. That's all I need to send out this tweet about. I've made. I've. I've already come to my conclusion about Jimmy Buffett, which reminds me of my in-laws saying, "Oh, that poor Drew Barrymore. You know, she never did anything after E.T." <laughs> And I'm like, well,
0: (laughs) so I do think a lot of Twitter based cultural commentary comes from people who have not consumed whatever they're commenting on very much yes, or not really thought about it for long. Look, guilty myself sometimes. But the idea that Americans had never thought of living for nights and weekends and stuffing themselves with food and alcohol until Jimmy Buffett came along. Like (laughs) it was the 70s, guys. We we had mastered that far earlier. And also he notes in his second tweet, which I bought. Oh, dear. Yes, that's
1: right. Thank you. He says,
0: Note that while making money by telling others to live their lives as contemptible slobs with no purpose, mm-hmm. he himself was a, was a workaholic. So it can't be that Jimmy Buffett was a bard for people who like weekends and beaches and having fun mm-hmm. and also worked right. admirably hard at building an empire. It can't be that. He has to be a hypocrite, hypocrite. because he worked honorably while doing this thing.
1: Boy, he fooled them.
0: Oh, he really did, and I know that they all feel like victimized. I'm sure all the parrot heads.
1: Again, yes, listening to the show, Rich Covey is in fact a huge parrot head, and I don't know anybody who works almost you know as hard as he does. And so the idea that they're all just I don't know no, doing what he I feel he like imagines. it's
0: a work hard play hard vibe. It is a total. You got to earn it.
1: Yes, that's right. Did you ever go to his concerts or?
0: So funny you should oh. ask, Vic. By the way, I just ordered Where is Joe Merchant, which was a novel he wrote on top of yeah, writing no, all he these writes, songs. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it arrived in the mail and I didn't realize I, how much I had bitten off with a Jimmy Buffett oh. novel. But it is long. It's a, it's a serious novel. So anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into that okay. as, as tribute. Please. But let me tell you a tale from 2005 or so, 2004 in Hawaii. I was visiting a friend who had moved there after college and actually got a real job there in her field. Kind of a miracle in Honolulu. She worked there. So the two, two the two other roommates from college and I go out there, three girls total, out in Hawaii having a good time. We're crashing with her on her couch. We're doing this low-rent style. We're going to bars. We're having a good time. Mm-hmm. One night, we're out in Waikiki. Oh, boy. And we go to Duke's, which is a very famous beach bar named after one of the original surfers Famous server yeah. duke. And while we're there, we're having beers or tropical drinks or whatever it is that we could afford when we were twenty four years old. I don't remember now. And we had a few. And while we were there, we heard beach music. It was lovely. We heard a lot of Jimmy Buffett. It sounded pretty good. While we were there, we were traversing the patio back and forth with our beers and tropical drinks. And noticed, certainly out of the corner of our eyes, a middle aged man playing the guitar on a single mic. And enjoyed his singing. And the next day, after being, getting our cab home, being a little hungover, waking up late, we go out into the kitchen and my friend's roommate says, y'all were at Duke's last night, right? And we said, yeah, oh, it was great. And she said, did you see Jimmy Buffett? And we said, oh, my gosh, what? <laughs> and he said, Jimmy Buffett showed up at Duke's last night and played an impromptu set, which we... We're too drunk to notice. Now, in my defense, Mary Cat. he was in town for a real concert and, came, and just dropped by the bar. Oh, yeah,
1: no. In my defense, I, it happens that way.
0: If you see a middle-aged man competently playing a guitar and sounding much like Jimmy Buffett at a beach bar, you do not assume this man is Jimmy Buffett right off the top of your head, right?
1: Do you remember? But if I had had fewer drinks, yes. maybe I would have noticed I that. I was going to say what you probably, with fewer drinks, you probably would have glanced over and said, Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Jimmy Buffett.
0: But let me say also that I believe Jimmy Buffett would appreciate this story. Yes, yes. Although I wish I had experienced it a little more in real time. And that was the time I saw Jimmy Buffett.
1: Except, of course, you were getting drunk, which is, again, what we just said is a bad thing.
0: I did wrong. How have I ever made something of myself since I got drunk that time at 24 and missed Jimmy Buffett right in front of my eyeballs at a bar?
1: You can blame Jimmy Buffett. I... (laughs) My my despair is his fault. I like his music. I'm not a big fan of the live recordings because they all kind of sound the same. But the 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 studio stuff, I think, is great. And again, as I mentioned, Margaritaville and Cheeseburger in Paradise, you know, that said, and Let's Get Drunk, obviously that one. There's a lot of wonderful songs that he's done, you know, even just the even just the main popular hits like Come Monday yeah. Uh, he went to Paris. I was
0: like I mean, pencil mustache. Pencil mustache
1: is silly. He's written songs about his daughter when she was small. I mean, it's really touching stuff. I mean, it's 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 more reflective than, you know, than, you people would be dis, uh, tempted to dismiss this. Yes, obviously I we agree. see this in these stupid tweets. But in fact, he was very good. I love the song "Fins," which is you know the girl that was, she from she came down from Cincinnati, right, and she wanted to escape, right, and she goes down to the bar in the Caribbean and the local sharks are the ones, the land sharks. They're surrounding the bar and she can't get rid of them. She goes to Montserrat Bay and the whole thing. And I said, Oh, that is a great song. Those sharks wait a minute. Is that me? You know? Am I have I (laughs) am I one of those sharks? Am I the one, hey, so uh, what do you get off? You know? uh, that's I hope that wasn't me. So just wanna say that. It's a little it's a little too I I listened to the song I'm like that might be uh, a little too close. What
0: what Jimmy Buffett drove us all to do sort- yeah, all sorts oh, again, of things, Vic. See the it's things that he's made us do? It's his fault.
1: He is worth close to a billion dollars. Oh, wow. He The strangest thing was he had a connection to Warren Buffett. They're not related, but he knew him from many years ago and started investing in Berkshire Hathaway stock a long time ago. Huh. And so you add that to the list of his sort of, you know, genius moves. And then, of course, there's the Margaritaville and all the merchandise. And yeah, it's uh, he's quite, quite a guy, he's quite very, a guy. And I
0: enjoy his writing yep. immensely. Fair Winds and Following Seas. Prayers to all the Parrot Heads. And I'm sorry that I did see Jimmy Buffett, but missed him that one time in a small bar. He even wrote Dukes on Sundays about Dukes. And there I was missing it. Just taking my dumb drink. He must Back and have, forth across no, the stage. You know, it, to, it, also, nobody was making a big deal. Yes, which is like it cool. a testament to the coolness of the, the clientele, yes. including me.
1: But you know what? Uh, but Jimmy Buffett, of course, made his way in that whole lounge set, you know, that scene. So he's probably used to it when he saw you ignoring him. He said, oh, this reminds me of my early days when nobody knew who I was. You know, it was from Mississippi.
0: He wasn't even on a uh, stage of any kind. There was no raised. He was just on the patio.
1: That's like one of those legends... In Jersey, it's like there's folklore in Jersey about it. I was at this bar and all of a sudden Bruce Springsteen came out. You know, it's like one of those moments, a magical moment. But you know what? I'm told that
0: magical moment happened. Do you
1: remember any of the songs? You remember, obviously, you remember they were Jimmy Buffett songs.
0: I remember there were Jimmy Buffett songs (laughs) played. (laughs) It
1: (laughs) was all a blur. Anyway, boat drinks. They were having boat drinks. Okay.
0: Well, Jimmy Buffett was often in the state of Florida. So let's go there for a little Idalia update. I want to read a little bit from one of the the harder hit places just to give you an idea of where they are. This is Horseshoe Beach near Gainesville. The damage is all around you as you drive into Horseshoe Beach and cleanup is only just beginning. A city council member is saying they have a long road back. It's going to take us a year or more to clean this up, said Brooke Hires. Hires said she is devastated after seeing homes and buildings that were around for decades destroyed by the storm. This was a Category 3 that came through the places it hit. It hit pretty hard. So, again continued recoveries and best to those who are in that path i also wanted to read a weird story yes about this hurricane i have never heard of this before hurricane idalia is being credited with delivering a flamingo palooza to the eastern united states this week the iconic iconic pink plumaged birds first started showing up all over florida on both coasts and northern gulf coast as hurricane idalia passed by saturday however three days after landfall Flamingo sightings had been reported in Alabama, South and North Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, and Virginia. A flock, or more precisely, a flamboyance of flamingos, was seen Sunday along the Bolivar Peninsula in Texas. Birdwatchers and ornithologists are a Twitter all over the internets about this. Apparently there were more than 150 flamingos sighted over five days down in that Texas uh, spot. Um, More than 70 birds reported in Florida. These birds normally reside further south... But apparently they were swept up and dropped off in other locales. And now we have pink birds hanging out all over the East Coast.
1: This happens whenever you have these sort of big storm events, hurricanes, these birds, all kinds of birds, migratory birds, they get swept up. And either they're in the eye of the storm or they're around. And by the time it settles, you'll find a, you know, a bird from way down south,
0: like up in Maine or somewhere. Is there a Disney movie about this yet? Because there should
1: be. Yeah they're sort of like landing in the middle of like you know the north or vice versa right like just like that, you, you find
0: like some silly yeah. bird finds himself in the and then I, gotta like, make well, his way i guess i'll just keep playing. Make his way home
1: make his way home i love this story because i always found that fascinating and i've read about previous instances where a big storm will just drop rat, random tropical birds around now what's interesting crazy. is i thought at first i thought the flamingos were from florida so what's the big deal but in fact no a lot of them are from the yucatan peninsula yes. so you know and, and some of them have tags, and that's how they were able Uh, to identify where they were from. Amazingly, so they're from Mexico, but they were documented. Okay, Okay, is that funny or no? Do we have to cut that? Does that not work? Does that not work? I don't know. Go with it, people. Okay, go Go with with it. it. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I did. my other joke was, you know, it's bad enough that Ron DeSantis, you know, he sends them all over. Now he's sending birds. Yes. He first sent migrants. When the
0: flamingos end up on Martha's Vineyard, people are going to be mad. He
1: has gone from migrants to migratory birds. I... Are you a bird? I love birds.
0: Let it fly, as they say. Yeah, that's right. Let it fly, That's Vic. right.
1: No, I mean, they, they they literally rode out the storm. Are you a bird person? Do you Are you I, into- I,
0: as we all age, I think we become bird people <laughs> because I find myself pointing to like chickadees and being like, yes. look, girls, the, look at the, it's the like, Carolina
1: why, chickadee. It's like, why yeah. are
0: we doing that? <laughs> Certainly, if I saw a flamingo dropped as really part of exciting. hurricane fallout near my home, I would be impressed.
1: I- I love birds. I'm not afraid to admit that. I have my little bird book that, you know, so sort of like I like to I try to record like if new birds arrive in our property. It has to it, it doesn't count if you go elsewhere. It has to be okay. on your property like the backyard. Normally it's the backyard. This is like
0: the license plate game. It has very it is, specific it is.
1: very specific rules. Guardrails, yes. And including I will count the fence. One time a harrier landed and it was the most beautiful bird I'd ever seen because it has this huge the plume. It's a, it's just it's a fluffy Gray with little speckles and these bright golden talons, and so that would be so exciting if a flamingo actually landed in oh my, my property, wouldn't know what to do. Uh, do you want to know what my favorite bird is?
0: What's your favorite bird?
1: The tufted titmouse. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Oh, go ahead, Jennifer, look it up. I'm not making that up. Ooh, they're so cute. I just want to grab them. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I, oh, they are just, really they are cute. As, I told you. Little on the small side. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that because I was going to say something else, but I won't. I won't. Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay. So that's the way.
1: And as for Idelia- Should this
0: it, be a birding it, podcast? <laughs> Have we ever considered that?
1: Yeah. I bet a lot of our listeners <laughs> are into this sort of thing.
0: At the lake, we often see bald eagles and blue oh, herons. Yeah. So it's... those are two big ones to mark yeah, off Yeah. The herons,
1: list. they're beautiful. So maybe beautiful. some stinky yeah. old
0: pink flamingos yeah. will Cormorans. come. That's the I thing about flamingos. They look great. They do not oh, smell Oh, no, they great.
1: don't. Because if you ever yeah. go up to, like, to the zoo, I remember, oh, let's see the flamingos. Stinky. Whoa! You can smell them before you see them. Yes, you can. Because they all hang out there. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see them here because they're just looking for, they like to wade. They're a wading bird. We're,
0: this is marshland in Lost some, out here. some yeah, places. I was thinking about my
1: backyard. But yes, you're right. Here, you might not yet. Yeah, Roosevelt Island Come to great. the swamp, flamingos. Yeah, that's right. Come Probably to the Probably too swamp. far north, but you never know. It is interesting. I was reading a column in the journal that uh, reminded me and reminded readers how uh, Hurricane Sandy had to be renamed Superstorm Sandy because they wanted to bring up the whole climate change angle oh. to it, even though there was nothing about it. That, that's not even an actual category, but they figure that has right. more cachet to They're always that. doing that. And in Idalia's case, it's, what, what's remarkable is, I mean, it, again, the damage is terrible, but I checked this morning about uh, fatalities from Idalia in Florida. And apparently the number is one. Wow! And it's awful, but it was a traffic weather-related hmm. accident. But again, it speaks to the preparedness. Yes, it does. And contingency plans for the state. Not that that seems to matter to anybody.
0: You know. But, you know. To me, it matters, and it will continue to matter. Uh, speaking of, I sh- well. let me let me read you a quick since we, we're we're sort of sliding into 2024 real quick with that comment. Let me. Oh, yeah. Let me do just a little bit of a. Poll overview oh. from the Wall Street Journal this morning. Mm-hmm. Voters overwhelmingly think President Biden is too old to run for re election and give him low marks for handling the economy and other issues important to their vote, according to a new Wall Street Journal poll. The negative views of Biden's age and performance in office help explain why only 39% of voters hold a favorable view of the president. In a separate question, some 42% say they approve of how he's handling his job, well below the 57% who disapprove. And Biden is tied with former President Donald Trump in a potential rematch of the 2020 election, with each holding 46% in a head-to-head test. So this is, this is is a these are signs of stasis in this race, guys, yes. because the race to the bottom continues. His numbers are incredibly low, and yet Trump is head-to-head, which means that Trump supporters will say there's no reason we can't run him against him. But I would like to say, just for unity's sake, yeah. in the past two weeks, there have been several poll result- results that find that, 70 to 77 percent of Americans think Biden is too old to do this job for another four years. You can't get 77 percent of Americans on the same yeah. side
1: of a question. That is a high. Hardly
0: murder. ever. Right. This That's is not a Rasmussen poll either.
1: No. I mean, this is, you know, so you're, you're getting at these actual numbers of people who basically don't want Biden and a lot of people who don't want Trump. And yet we are again, the word I use is inexorable. Yeah. We are inexorably like. Heading towards this 2024 rematch, because when you get down to the actual primary numbers, most primary supporters, as you mentioned, they're strongly supporting Trump. They don't even think that indictment would be a factor or would hinder his performance in a general election, according to the latest polls. There's some excitement over uh, apparently Nikki Haley surged to 10 percent tied with DeSantis, I believe. Again, it's 10 percent.
0: Yeah, I know. This is this is the thing. Yeah. He's certainly ripe for beating, yeah. but I don't know what we're going to do. Here, here, the,
1: the, again, and I mentioned this on on previous shows, but the challenge for Trump supporters is, yes, you know, he had a solid lock on 78 million voters who will probably vote for him again. Right. But the 80 to 82 or 84 million, however, that did not vote for him. Right. You're hoping they're not going to switch. The, people, no. the folks who voted for Biden are not going to switch. The, the best you can hope for is they stay home. It's yeah. kind of a gamble.
0: I don't think it's a good one. Yeah. But anyway, just just a little here over here go. real quick, so going. you know, guys. Yeah. Let's get into some corruption. Yeah. This is a CBS News story from Colorado. Yeah. Uh, a little back to school story about the teachers. Some parents in Jefferson County in Colorado say teachers are breaking state and federal laws, and their union is helping them get away with it. At issue are student surveys about gender identity. While the school district says it's unclear whether surveys about students' preferred pronouns are illegal, there are several lawsuits regarding the issue. So administrators administrators told teachers, just don't go there. The teachers' unions told them something else. An email from Jefferson County Education Association to teachers says, if you do a questionnaire, please make it a paper and pencil activity. Any digital records are more permanent and may be requested under federal law. The union also encouraged teachers to, quote, make your notations about students and not hold on to the documents.
1: What's going on here? What are they trying to accomplish, right? I mean, that's the I mean, it's bad enough. And we're seeing this in states like New Jersey, where gender privacy or teachers wanting to keep students pronoun preference and gender, perhaps gender preference a secret from parents. But the larger issue here is obviously control, right? I mean, it's they want to have control over the kids. And remove parents from the equation. It's very weird because otherwise, most schools will ask parents for permission for the littlest things, mm-hmm. right? Whether mm-hmm. it be a class trip,
0: and food, just justification content. of yes. absences. You know, things. the smallest stuff. Yes,
1: you got to get parental permissions. Yet, if a child says something that's very deeply personal, like this, you would think the parent would want to know. You would think they would want to let the parent know. And yet, that's not happening here. It's the exact opposite. What right. do you make of this?
0: So, one, I just think. Regardless of the issue, and this happens in places where conservatives are in charge of school boards, others yeah. are sort of few in part between, depending on the area. Parents would like their school boards to be honest with them and teachers to be honest with them and yeah. to be upfront about what it is they are doing. And throughout the last three years, over and over and over again, it has felt like school boards and teachers do not want to partner with you. That they view you as adversarial, particularly if you have anything to say about what they're using school funds for. Because one of the things about the gender conversation is that once a child indicates that he or she wants to use different pronouns, school resources and school communications and all sorts of things that are taxpayer funded are going that the parents are paying for the sort of the, the infrastructure for this. And that is something that's probably working against many of them, right? And I'm I'm aware that there's a worst case scenario where you don't want to out someone to parents who aren't, who is it's going to be really problematic. They're
1: concerned. But
0: this is also part of family life. Yeah, like you, parents have a right to raise their children in the way that they see fit. And too often these things, whether it's curriculum or the gender conversation, seem meant to divide. Kids right. from parents, and I understand when people are mad about that. Also, just like, stop trying to get out of FOIAs. stop it.
1: Yeah, stop that's it. That's something else.
0: That's like my just just know. as a baseline. All mm-hmm. public servants, mm-hmm. you should not be doing stuff like this because you're supposed to be FOIAable. Right. able thats a word. And speaking of that, I have another corruption story for you. Oh, did you see this one? I don't know if I respect the hustle a little bit on this
1: one. Okay. Democrat
0: governor's got? consultant used email coded with Greek oh, yes. to thwart public record searches. This is in this is Governor Whitmer in Michigan. A coded email sent by a consultant to a policy advisor for Democrat Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer was used to conceal certain information related to the state's handling of a local water crisis from becoming public knowledge, according to a lawsuit filed by residents of Benton Harbor. Andrew Levitt, who once served as a consultant to Michigan's Energy Department, used letters from the Greek alphabet to send the September 2021 email to Kara Cook, Whitmer's senior energy advisor. The class action lawsuit alleges, hot off the presses, as I warned, there are some major red flags. It seems like we are back at square one, having not learned from Flint, reads the decoded email. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Washington Free Beacon. Yes. Reads the decoded email. The point of this, of course, is to send up a flag about something that this administration is doing badly Mm -hmm. without anyone being able to search for flint or water or red flag and so he wrote it in Greek which again, wrong, don't do that sort of respect the hustle
1: (laughs) well I mean luckily they were able to go to the Athena Diner and they had it Okay, can I say that the arm i was very edgy problematic today. All day. I'm, I love I love diners. I love diners. Okay, let me go back to the first, and then I'm going to go to the second okay. one. The, the, the last thing I just wanted to say about that Colorado teachers union story is, well, actually, it applies to many stories. Is it's just the general attitude of we know better. Yes, that's why we're doing this because parents these days. I mean, as you mentioned, they might have a bad reaction because they have these archaic notions that there are only two genders. Right. And we need to change that.
0: Yes. By the way, I should note, I love I'm not gonna cut you off entirely, but just no, a little no, no, bit no, please. that every time you see this stuff coming out, it's because of lawsuits. Yeah. And FOIA's. Yeah. So And it takes years sometimes. Yes, and also just thank you to the people who do that yeah. work. A it takes woman a lot of patience. a woman in California sued over her daughter being transitioned to male socially oh. in her middle school yeah. in That's California. Amazing. She won a hundred thousand dollars. The school district did not admit any fault as a part of that settlement but she won a hundred thousand dollars make it hurt at least a little bit and what i think is an inspiration to other parents one that she had the courage to speak out about this right. and two she has now reconciled with her daughter who is living as her daughter again yeah. and they seem to have a functional relationship she stood up for her she did this scary thing they got a settlement that makes the school district think about these things a little bit yeah this is the way
1: go ahead it's terrible but you have and it, it takes a lot of work and it's going to cost a lot unless you can get pro bono representation from you know some of these great outfits that we know who do this kind of work but if you don't go that far it, they're just going to keep on having their way and yes. more terrible things like this are just going to happen with no accountability and you got to force them even if it's the smallest amount of accountability like damages
0: well in, in post in a post-pandemic policy world where these yeah. emergencies were used to such an insane degree yeah. to do all sorts of public policy things that frankly, are probably unconstitutional, please sue. Yeah. Please sue so yeah. we can get limits on what these guys can do in emergencies. The people who have done that work, the pro bono organizations, yeah. the public interest law groups who have done that, yeah. will save us from the next right. insane lockdown. Right. You because they will and You will have put you set a limits. precedent. Yeah.
1: That's exactly right. In the Greek encryption story, because it is a problem with lead, and this is, I believe, in Southwest Michigan, as you mentioned, if you could encrypt it in anything, would you have chosen Greek?
0: What would I have done?
1: I, I would have chosen wingdings. Isn't it wingdings or dingbats? What is it? Jeanette, is it dingbats, wingbats, wingdings? Wingdings is correct. Wingding. It's wingdings. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Just checking. Be too obvious, maybe. But it's all sorts of crazy symbols, folks. You could do that.
0: I would just put it in Comic Sans, and then I'd oh. then I'd be like, oh damn, I guess you can still search for it. I just look like an idiot. In but I might emails. not
1: recognize because it's so wacky. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, maybe I would. I actually learned to. F- I can phonetically read Russian. Ooh. Um I don't know what any of it so means. Cool. So I could phonetically write things in mm. Cyrillic, but then I would definitely be accused of being some sort of Russian asset. So I don't know yeah. if that would go so well.
1: That's very cool.
0: Look out for that in the future, guys. In our getting hammered emails.
1: All I know is that Moscow looks like Mokba. Yes, but it's it not. It's Moscow. Moscow. Yeah, right. ah. All right. All right.
0: Last but not least, football's back, Vic. Football is back.
1: Thank you for reminding me as somebody who doesn't watch somebody (laughs) somebody who doesn't watch college football. (laughs) I was at my Knights at Columbus bar the other day, and I looked up and I said, "Oh, hey, football is back," but not NFL. That is not that comes back this coming up Sunday this
0: week. But it's don't you feel like I don't know why they don't get the ball rolling? It's surprising.
1: Yes, well, it surprises me that they don't start on Labor Day weekend since it's such you know Labor Day it's such a big thing. You would think everyone sitting around watching. But the college football gets to
0: take advantage of it because they had Saturday, Sunday, Monday games, big old, big old weekend.
1: And you know, and I and I get it because it's oftentimes much more exciting to watch, and unpredictable, and a little bit less defense, but which makes it more wacky. Much like college hoops. Right. Are you excited about your team, the Georgia? bulldogs i am and i'm also season. excited
0: about watching some nfl because the georgia bulldogs are all Oh, over the they're place. all over the place you now. speak of defense it's making up the entire defense of the oh, philadelphia eagles wow. for one yes. so i might travel a little bit to see some dog alum if i can fit it in this year that would be nice since i'm not having a new baby this year i could perhaps
1: <laughs> you usually bring <laughs> all the little done. kids
0: i don't born I,
1: and unborn you bring them the all
0: this might be a no kids football year i might treat myself Fly down to Georgia, watch a game, go up to Philly watch a game go go up, with possibly Pittsburgh as well where make sure you go with dogs. a friend
1: in case you pull one of those Jimmy Buffett moves. <laughs> know, know where you are
0: so a couple upsets to speak of uh high, highly ranked LSU goes down uh, to Florida State. Clemson also lost and the the real the real headliner the big one neon Dion prime time. Dion Sanders is now the head coach of Colorado's. Football team. He was formerly the head coach at Jackson State, which is an HBCU, which he led to a twenty-seven-six record during three seasons, and brought in some really good recruits because he's this
1: is Deion Sanders. Well, this is, and he didn't squander it by not being a good leader or a good coach or manager or whatnot because. It is one thing to be a player, and it is another thing to be a coach. You oftentimes, I mean, a lot of coaches have some experience, obviously, on the field, but they're not necessarily all legends or famous. Right. And the famous ones, sometimes they have this idea that they can do it, and they can't. Patrick Ewing, case in point yes. for basketball at Georgetown, was great, and he was initially great at recruiting because it's Patrick Ewing. But after a while, man, people were just, I mean, they fled in droves. So good for Dion.
0: By the way, for those of you who don't follow sports, an upset upset is just when a really good team falls to a team they were not supposed to fall to. It's just a, I think we some, got that. Some I got of our that. I some of our that. listeners oh. are really going. They're going to write me and be like, "Why are you talking about this?" But it's interesting. Oh no, it is. I, I, this is this is this is David and Goliath, right? So Colorado yeah. goes up against Texas Christian University, mm-hmm. the Horn Frogs, which last year were in the title game mm-hmm. against the Georgia Bulldogs. They got their butts handed to them, but they are among the promising teams this season. Colorado, unranked, comes in yeah. comes in there, forty five, forty two upset
1: of Texas Christian. And not only that, but Dion's son.
0: Yes, he's so playing as the I, quarterback. I don't right? know exactly how it's pronounced, but I think it's Shadur Sanders. Mm-hmm. Is the coach's son. Put his name on a Heisman watch list with the best game ever for a Colorado quarterback by completing 38 of 47 passes for 510 yards and mm. four touchdowns in his first game on this level. That is yeah. impressive.
1: I am not in general a fan of this sort of nepotism on teams unless you can win. Well, then if you, you can then win. You
0: get it done. It's like everybody's it's like, OK, that's fine. <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah. And there's an extra onus on him to prove. And oftentimes it's too much for a son or a daughter to have that on their shoulders and say that, you know, the expectations. And I, again, going back to the only thing I can relate to here, which is in basketball, Patrick Ewing Jr. played for the Hoyas, not as good as the father. And Dikembe Matumbo, same thing, not as good as the father. I think the, even though, you know, you would imagine you can't, you probably can't have a better coach at home than those guys, but it's just no guarantee. But it, it seems to have worked out for Colorado, for Dion, for primetime. Primetime, by the way, it was great when he was on the Redskins, but he was nowhere near as prime time as when he was with Dallas. Right. Mostly by the time they arrive at the, Red, the Redskins, they're, they're already in the twilight. The twilight the of their But we're going to give you, you know, but Dan Snyder will give you gazillion dollars for one season just so you can have the name. Right. Just to have that. Well, happen.
0: and Sanders Sanders is certainly a name and he's partly a name because he is a showman. Yes. And I thought it was just I, 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 I had his jersey. He, well, he, came out, yeah. he came out at the presser putting mm-hmm. on a show. I think we have some tape of this. I tried to tell you, but you ain't want to believe me because I'm just a, you know, I'm just a lofty old young coach. I don't know nothing about football. You know, I just played in the NFL for 14, played at a high level in college before, you know, and been coaching youth all
1: the way up for a long time. Why, how do you think we got Dylan Edwards? I coached him when he was four to seven years old. That's why we got Dylan that with. So uh, Travis is is him, like the young folks say, Travis is it. I, I really think, uh, you know, I always promote all my kids. I really think
0: we got a couple guys that uh, should be front runners for the Heisman right now. I really, that's how I feel. And I want to promote my kids at all costs. We got a couple of them that who did that? Who
1: did what they did today? Wow. Wow.
0: But you know what? Dion's getting views. Dion's yeah, no. getting clicks. He is. Dion's
1: getting wins. He used to wear, do you remember this? It was like he took a headband and made it his neckband. Yeah. And he would just wear it. And so my high school buddy, buddies and I, we used to have this annual Thanksgiving game of no pads, full body tackle. Right. On, on, a, on a field, a local field. And when the one year that I had the Deion Sanders look going, I used the headband <laughs> as a neck on my neck, note by the way. And you know what that is? It's used for choking.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't it's, work well, out. It
1: did not no work out for me.
0: No one can catch Deion. Yeah, but no, you, I'm, I'm
1: not primetime. Different story. Anyway,
0: he was a two sport athlete. He's a just an impressive yeah. guy. And then there was, there was also That's a, right, so, a sort of viral Instagram video of him dancing with a 90 year old super fan of oh. Colorado. Oh. It's adorable. Oh, and sure. this is the kind of thing Fans you will be seeing all year long. And whether you love the antics yeah. or dislike the antics, Dion's going to be getting press. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it's going to be he happening. He was
1: ahead of his time because nowadays, you know, I mean, at the time it was like, oh, here he goes. He's doing his little moves, his little dancey end zone. It is so tame by today's standards. Oh, yeah. Things that I've seen on the end zone are just like they have, the camera has to turn away. It's just ridiculous. And by the way, yes, I am going to call them the Redskins because we mentioned we almost mentioned this on the show, but we didn't. But there was a poll that had come out, and that isn't that right, uh, Mary Catherine, about uh, Native American tribes having no issue with the name Redskins, and in fact, perhaps even wanting the yes, commanders a, to go back to it calling was a them
0: a large back. percentage. And you know, the team's never going back to that yeah. because I think that's part of the agreement uh, that was made about how Snyder's out and all that. Oh, because this of is, the name, right? So I don't think they're ever going back, but like, my I keep hearing whispers that they're gonna like attempt to rebrand again, and yeah. here we are on. I think they just just should have stuck with Washington Football Team. The W looks yes. nice. Yes, w- it was sort of ironic. WFT kind of funny if you're team, dyslexic. The team itself yeah. was sort of ironic. So <laughs> that's true. You no. Know, yes. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. I'm right. saying. Anyway, do you watch we, NFL? We,
1: we I do. Okay. And it hasn't, but I don't know because I, I you know, I got so angry with the Redskins slash commanders that I was like, I, I just didn't, they didn't have, I didn't have their support.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, th- they didn't
1: have my support. I, I need <laughs> I was, your support. Oh, dare they don't um, support me. Yeah. No, I
0: think the NFL took a couple hits oh, for me over the years with just like the whole more. anthem fight. Yes. And then the, it's yes, just a lot. Exactly. I ha- I have sort of slowly moved back mm. into watching more. Mm-hmm. Also, it's very hard to watch yeah. the NFL because but I heard, I saw a commercial the other day that was like, new Verizon customers get NFL Sunday ticket for free. And I was like, I need to call Verizon, of which I'm already a customer, and be like, hi, <laughs> you need to give me Sunday suits and the well, NFL
1: tickets. I mean, this is the thing. If you are not a, a local fan, then it becomes more tempting to opt for these packages. Well, and yeah, a lot of people who are I, transplants- so I you watch the locals. Lions. Yes, it's not like you want to watch the- so,
0: But I watch everybody, because I watch wherever a dog plays. So we got LA, we got Philly, oh, we got- Oh, yeah, there
1: you go. Pittsburgh. I can, That's I nice. can, tu- I can mu- tune in all over the place. That must be nice.
0: I'm, I'm just traveling around. Just have, have no loyalties-
1: Oh, except for the Bulldogs.
0: All right. <laughs> I, I do
1: have year. a correction. Okay. Uh, and we discussed this earlier that- Let me steal uh, myself? Yes. Listener Paul Sager says, quote, On a recent Hammer Time, you speculated one reason for McConnell might not retire is that a Democratic governor would appoint his successor. Actually, in Kentucky, the governor is compelled to appoint a senator from the same party as the retiring individual. Thank
0: you for that. And that is actually- I think, healthy for the body politic, by the way, that you yeah. don't make that a contentious exchange because right. it allows someone like McConnell to step down in a manner that is yeah. maybe yeah. sooner.
1: Yeah. Well, what was in it? It was the uh, the, the former governor of Illinois, Blagojevich, yes. who had the power to appoint after Obama. Right. And this yes. is our bleeping thing. It's how they have yes. the power. It's so valuable. Oh, who can you just. Yeah. Because then, you know, to the highest bidder. Well, okay.
0: I don't think Andy Bashir will be, is it Andy Bashir? Bashir, yeah. Will be donning that be tracksuit that. anytime yeah. soon. Okay. Or hopefully making those phone calls.
1: And that wraps up this episode of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can su- subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis.
0: I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. You can also follow at Getting Hammered Podcasts. On the Instagram, remember, it, it is still summer, guys. Don't give up on it just because Labor Day has passed. We go till the end of September, and then it is fall. Calm down, PSLs. Calm down. Pumpkin Spice Latte. Oh, thank you. You got it. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.